the Fake Spike Podcast. I believe we are on number 57 now. And uh, yeah, what's going on, Vort? We got some stuff to talk about before we go up. How are you? I'm good. Good. Excited to do another one. How's everything with you? Yeah, same old, same old. Just, uh, you know, continuing to live the dream. And, I am uh, extremely excited that this is, uh, after this podcast, the next game you and me are going to be talking is going to be live in person as we're going to be right. traveling to Houston to watch the Jets. That is true. For uh, those of you who do not know, Vort and I and a few of our other friends will be in Houston next week for the Jets and Texans. It uh, looked a lot better on the schedule when we planned it, but, uh, you know, whatever, man. It's a new stadium. We'll have a great time. Boys weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait. I'm looking forward to it, but for tonight's podcast, I'm coming out 100 miles an hour, and I'm throwing a fastball right at you. All right, This go. week, we found out that Flacco is going to be <laughs> under center. I'm coming out. I'm not beating around the bush. Mac, help me understand. What the fuck? This makes no sense to me. Yeah, I don't. I the explanation is that um, they feel he gives them a better chance to win, and blah blah blah. You know, I to be honest with you, I did not even look at what the Jets' explanation was. Um, but outside looking in, it makes no sense at all. It, it, you know, I, I mean, the, did you really lose that much faith in Mike White after one game? Which you may have, but you know, and you know, I saw it coming as soon as they took away that underneath pass. I knew that we, that we were going to find out whether he could do anything with the long pass. Apparently, he cannot. That was a really bad game. Yes, it was terrible, awful, um, as bad as Zach Zach Wilson's four interception game against the, the the Patriots almost. But at the end of it all, it's one bad game against what what has been the best defensive team in the league, especially against the pass, and. To just say, all right, well, the guy had one great game, uh, parts of two other games which were okay, and then this one bad game to say, all right, well, he's so bad that we're going to bury him on the depth chart just doesn't make any sense to me at all, and I don't see how it helps the team long term. I just don't. Nothing about this makes sense to me. If the Jets even had a mathematical chance of sneaking into the, even backing into the last wild card, and Flacco is a veteran presence who gives you a chance to win, by all means, let's fight for the playoffs we play to win. But at this point, whether it's Zach Wilson or White, we're not going to the playoffs. If White is healthy, I don't see any reason logically that he would not start. Because, Mac, he's one more good game away from being a tradable asset. Whether it's a fifth or a sixth round, there's going to be a coach that says, oh, listen, I'll bring him in whether it's a competition. Maybe it's somebody like Denver who has Teddy Bridgewater. Maybe it's somebody like Carolina who has... uh, uh, Cam, who was just named the starter for this week. So there might be somebody with an aging quarterback who says, listen, I see enough in this guy that uh, I'll stash him behind uh, my veteran for one, two years, and uh, let's see if it works out. I'm not really paying uh, a king's ransom for the guy. But after one bad game, the Jets are going to shut him down. And I get it. I, uh, You said it right away. The guy had to be not near perfect. He had to pretty much be perfect to even stir any kind of a debate if he's the guy for the Jets instead of Zach Wilson. Last week answered that 99.9%, he was not that guy. But to completely write him off is to say he's not a viable backup. He's, they're not even going to let him put something on tape that makes him an asset to trade or find out that in case of an injury, we have a viable backup, somebody like a Fitzpatrick, nice. who never worked out as a starter in the NFL but could always come in clean up uh, if there's a blowout, and give you a few spot starts. So yep. nothing about this Flacco decision makes sense to me. I disagree with it 100%. 
and I fail to see the logic. I hear you. And the thing is, is as you were saying that, you know, Mike White is one game away from being a tradable asset and being a backup somewhere, blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking, why not us? Why would we not want a viable backup? You know, if you if you came to the decision that the, the stupid little injuries he has maybe make him injury prone and he can't throw the ball long and that that's all fine and good. But, you know, and you, the other thing you just said was that, you know, we, we said that he would have to be absolutely perfect to, to unseat Zach Wilson. But if Zach Wilson's not ready, there's no reason the kid shouldn't get another start. And make it his freaking rubber match. You know what I mean? He, he had one great game, one hideous game. Make it his rubber match. And then Wilson's probably back next week anyway. So what, what do you have to lose by playing Mike White except another game? You know, the, you know, I think I think the argument, uh, you know, actually, I, I lied. I do remember him. Salah making a comment to the effect of um, the quarterback's not the only one on the team who has to develop. And and that is a fair point. If, you know, there has been some progress these last few weeks and the offensive, the offensive players are developing, but who have they developed with? They've developed with Mike White. I understand that defenses take stuff away. They don't want it to see the blitz, blah, 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 blah. It just doesn't make any sense at all. And Joe Flacco, you know, for all the people who are like, oh, well, Joe Flacco, veteran this, veteran that, Joe Flacco in this exact same situation last year came in against this exact team cold after not having played. And 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 that was the game the Jets were down 21 nothing at the half and only lost only. I say only lost 24 nothing. It was one of the most miserable games they've played forever until the other games last year and this year. Terrible, terrible. And... Joe Flacco has at least it's only one time, but he's shown that he's not exactly going to come in and light the world on fire in, uh, you know, on on, on uh, you know, cold without having played. Now, two or three games from now, you know, he might get his legs under him like he did with the offense last year, but he's not going to be in there in two or three games. And I'll tell you what, if when Zach Wilson's healthy, Joe Flacco's a starter and Wilson's sitting watching him, then we got a big, big problem. And you just segued into the next question that I've been dying to ask you. That Salah phrase that he said, the quarterback is not the only guy that has to develop. Let me ask you this, Matt. If this week Flacco has a lights-out game, something similar to what Mike White had, or even something lighter than that, but a very solid game, the Jets win. Elijah Moore has a career game of seven catches, 110 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, The young running backs, uh, another six catches out of the backfield. Now Zach Wilson is ready to come back, but wait, the, the other young guys are... The other guys who have to develop besides the quarterback are clearly showing they're developing faster under Flacco. Are you now saying, Zach Wilson, I think you're going to sit and learn because the other guys have to develop? No. We know Wilson is back under center as soon as he's good and ready to go. So don't give me that bullshit of the other guys besides the quarterback have to develop. As long as they're getting live reps in the regular season game, they're developing. Yep. And the thing is, is I would not be absolutely surprised. I would be dismayed and disappointed, but I would not be completely surprised if Flacco did have a huge game and then they decided, okay, well, let Wilson watch him for a bit, you know. We, we we thought about doing that with White, but White can't teach him anything. Then if you're gonna do that with a 36-year-old guy who who just, you know, I don't know how much he has left in the tank, but if you can do that with him, then all it means is that you're trying to save your job because you feel the heat. And you're trying to win games only for that purpose. There's no way you're looking to develop this team with 
Joe Flacco one there because then what happens is Jack, Zach Wilson just gets some mental learning, but he doesn't get the reps. He doesn't get the speed. And then these guys are all going to be set back when he eventually does get in there. There is zero reason not to play Zach Wilson when he's healthy. So if that's their plan is to if Joe Flacco gets them a few wins and, you know, maybe saves their jobs because wins are, are, are the only thing that most people are going to see, then then we, we have major, major trouble and we're in worse shape than I thought. I know hindsight is 2020 and it's easy to talk, but uh, as much as it pains me to admit it, because I'm not a Giants fan at all, but the way that they brought in Eli Manning that rookie year to Mac, that was the perfect introduction for a rookie quarterback. You bring in, you bring in an established veteran who knows his role. That if he's lucky, he's going to hold on to the job for the entire 16 or now 17 games, and then he's out of there. But if he's not lucky and the team is not fighting for the playoffs. He's holding a spot and uh, showing the younger kid the ropes, whether it's 6, 8, 10, 12 games. And towards the last quarter of the season, the young buck comes in, gets his live reps. Uh, he's had a chance to learn and observe. Now he's going to be in there firsthand to feel the speed of the game. I think it's, again, There's I don't want to speak in blanket statements, but to me, unless you're somebody like a Peyton Manning, a Trevor Lawrence, somebody who is a generational guy, uh, who everybody says can't miss and you're going to start from day one because you can handle the pitfalls of the first season and you're just kind of progressing and getting better versus sitting for eight weeks, 10 weeks. That to me was the perfect development of a quarterback. I often think back about it, especially as I watch yet another Jets quarterback flounder after starting in week one. But not here, not there, I understand. But I just wanted to reminisce for a second and just, uh, <laughs> again, looking back, it's uh, if, 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 if Wilson was one of the top three rookie quarterbacks, one of the top two rookie quarterbacks, I'd be saying what a great draft pick we made. But uh, when it doesn't work out, all of a sudden you're like, ah, oh, should have sat him down for a little bit and gave him reps later in the season. We'll see. Now, the other thing that, that I've seen circulating, and I, I have to tell you, man, the political environment and all of this stuff and with the you know people being so divided and have different different opinions i have seen that people are so and i and i'm stressing so prone to conspiracies now and it's like they get this herd mentality where everybody starts it hears it and starts to believe it and then suddenly it's a thing the the conspiracy i've seen going around about why mike white is not starting and wait till you hear this one if you haven't heard it is that they are afraid that mike white is going to have such a good game that it, that it would make them look bad if they went back to Zach Wilson afterwards. And you would be amazed at how many people are actually spewing that. They're people, they actually believe it and are making Facebook posts about it. I mean, that to me is the most ludicrous thing. There's nobody in the world that would do, that would hamstring the team on purpose just to prevent a quarterback controversy. It's ridiculous. No, that's stupidity. If you think you have a quarterback who emerged out of nowhere, just ask the Patriots how that worked out for them. And they had some late-round draft pick who came in uh, when uh, when the Jets knocked out uh, Bledsoe out of the game. I, I believe his name was Tom some Tom Brady, was it? Um, so when you have a quarterback... You, you might have heard can, of him. Yeah. yeah. So if you have a quarterback who can play, I don't care when you drafted him, what his status is. If he's showing signs of life and progress, you play the damn kid. Yeah, but but the whole thing is, it's like they, they this conspiracy here is that you is that they want to go back to Zach Wilson, and they're so afraid that Mike White is going to be so good that he won't be able to do that. First of all, that's a stupid thought to begin with, even if it was true. But second of all, after 
the last couple after the last game in particular and 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 the game before that where you know he got hurt he's already showing that he's injury prone why would anyone be afraid that he's going to be so good that you can't get away from him where does anybody get that thing that just it goes back to what i'm saying about this whole herd mentality and getting this weird thing in your head like people got brainwashed by one game and think he's the savior they think mike white is the guy he's our tom brady and people talk themselves into it to the point where he's our tom brady he's our tom brady where it can't just be that he's not good. It has to be that they're trying to hold him down. You know what I mean? It just, oh my, the stupidity. It's ridiculous. And I I, I just can't, man. I can't. I'm, I'm freaking, I'm losing my mind. I, over this I can't ridiculousness. Really, I'm trying to, as, as you were talking about the, the statement, I'm trying to rationalize it in my brain. And I, I literally like 30 seconds and I gave up. I'm like, I can't rationalize stupid. I can't do it. But that's the whole point is there is no rationalizing stupid. It, it People seem to talk themselves into things. And yep. it's a combination of, of, of believing what others say and not wanting to believe the alternative. The alternative is that Mike White is just not that good and the Jets know it, which is why he never got a chance to begin with. And he had one good game. And this this is how sad it is. And, and the, the state of mind of Jet fans about how anything is better than what we have is one great game that was historic. One great game made everybody love this kid so much that he can't possibly be bad. He has to be. He has to be getting. You know, has um. What's the word? What's the, he has to be getting like framed. And that's not the word I was looking for. But they're framing him. They're setting him up setting because him up. they they want to hold him down. And that's it, it. It doesn't make any sense. You know, how did it go for Browning Nagel when he had a very similar game in his first game? Never heard from the guy again. You know, and it happens all the time. And when White became the topic of conversation and that he was going to start. Um, I looked into his story, and obviously, if you follow the Jets, you know the kid was cut four times by the Jets before he made the squad. So when he got the start, before he had that historic game, I'm thinking to myself, we're gonna find what we're gonna find out one of two things: either Jets are as dumb as you and me believe that they are, and uh, they they cut a kid four times who is actually who does have NFL talent, or we're gonna find out that the the Jets are who we know they are. They keep cutting the kid who doesn't cut it in the NFL, and they keep bringing him back and giving him a start. So either way, you knew the Jets were going to somehow fuck it up, and uh, they did. It's going to be a freaking shit show either way. They can't just do anything. It, it, it always has to be a freaking media circus. It's freaking awful. All right. Huh. With that said. And now, with that said. This Sunday. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, division game against a team that started out really, really bad and has looked really, really good for a couple of weeks. So which direction do you go? Here's the interesting thing, okay? You know, we haven't touched on it in a while, but you know what I say about point spreads and how they tell a story sometimes. The Jets are only getting three and a half points. Now, you can say it's a road game, it's a division game, but last week, the Buffalo, obviously a much better team than Miami, was favored by 14. Are you going to tell me that Buffalo is is, is worth 10.5 points in this type of situation in gambling? I don't think so. I think... I think Miami should be something like a, a touchdown favor or at least five and a half or six or something to only make it three and a half tells me that they are begging you to bet the Dolphins. So although I think the Jets will get killed, it does give me some pause because when that happens, a lot of the times, if you if you suck it up and go against all of your instincts and go the other way, you win. So that's a very interesting thing to kind of throw into the mix here. I'm going to come out and say it. I feel confident, not only hopeful, I feel confident <laughs> the Jets are going to come out with a W this week. Really? Wow. Okay, it. well, I, you go first then, man. Come on. 
Uh, can I justify it? I can justify it with the ifs and the beliefs that I have. Number one, Tua has been struggling. Uh, Tua does not scare me. He's not one of those quarterbacks that uh, we come into the game. And I'm already thinking, wow, are we going to be down by 20 points at the half? He's been inconsistent. He's shown flashes, but he makes his share of mistakes. So that's number one. Number two, Miami as a whole has been uh, a little bit of a yo-yo team. Uh, they seem to have righted the ship a little bit the last couple of weeks. But they're not the solid, young, developing, up-and-coming team. Or certainly they haven't looked like it the way they did the past two years, year and a half. Uh, lastly, as far as the Jets, I believe Flacco will use the reps from last week. So he's not going to be totally cold. Uh, being a little bit familiar with the Jets, even though it's a different coach, probably a different system, but I think that'll help just the fact that he has familiarity with the franchise and some of the guys in that locker room. Uh, and I just, uh, I feel it's going to come together, uh, but most importantly, I think it's the Jets' defense that'll come and that'll sh absolutely shine this week. They've been in a spotlight for all the wrong reasons. They've been taking a beating. They've been shot on every which way you can imagine. They've been made the focus of the abuse the Jets have received the last two weeks, justifiably so, but last week they did get a couple of turnovers, uh, so I think they will, it's almost, I feel the Jets' defense is going to push all of their chips to the middle of the table, we are all in, this is the game to show that we have pride, we have a spine, and we're going to get back with the, we lost the past two weeks, uh, so I think all of those factors end up with Jets squeaking out a close win. All right. Well, let's go. Give your obviously that's um that's your that's your realistic. It sounds like. What's your best case? Best case scenario is Flacco looks like a quarterback who still has another good year in him, while Tua looks like a guy who is uh, yo-yoing up and down, and we're gonna catch him on a down week. Uh, the defense absolutely shines. Doesn't just play, but absolutely shines. Jets get three turnovers. Uh, the young kid Elijah Moore continues to sh uh, continues to. Uh, his upward trajectory makes another couple of big plays, possibly has a long touchdown. Uh, and one of my favorite Jets, Jamison Crowder, I think a veteran quarterback will look for a veteran receiver as a safety valve. So that'll all be there. Best case scenario, A-plus for the Jets, everything clicks, and Miami just shits the bed one of those days where nothing comes together. The Jets put up 27 points, Miami puts up 13, and the Jets win a comfortable, comfortable game. That's a best-case scenario, which I think is a little bit of a dreamland for the Jets to win by double digits, but that's what I see. As far as the okay. worst-case scenario, obviously the Jets and the Dolphins, as long as I've been a fan, for the most part, it doesn't matter if both teams suck, if one team is 10-0, the other is 0-10, these teams come and they show up when the, the other one is uh, across the line of scrimmage. So while I'm here giddy and predicting that we're catching Miami at the right time, the Jets are going to do what the Jets do best and completely shit the bed. By halftime, I'll be texting you how the hell are we down by 17 points against this piss-poor team. <laughs> and by the end of the game, I'll be wondering how did we lose 37-17. That's my absolute worst-case scenario. Dolphins. Okay, and then you, you uh, gave your realistic, but what, what do you think the score is going to be? Uh, my realistic is the Jets score three touchdowns and a field goal. That's 24. And uh, the Dolphins end up with 20. I did say it's going to be somewhat of a close game, so I'll stick by that. 24-20. Uh, 
but I think it's not going to be one of those fourth quarter comebacks or stopping Miami on a last second drive. I think it's going to it's going to be the Jets kneeling on the ball as the final possession. It's not going to be that nail biter of holy shit! I can't believe we stopped them on the fourth and seven inside our ten. So a close win, but I with the Jets kneeling in the winning formation when the final whistle blows. Look at you. Okay, what do you think Flacco does? Flacco is going to be somewhere in between of my dreamland and realistic. I think he goes 21 of 33, 265 yards, three touchdowns, and one INT. Three touchdowns. Look at you. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I got to right, have I one guess, game I, a year when I can go all out. So. I hear you. Okay. All right. I guess uh, is Flacco your MVP or is those three touchdowns going to make someone else's MVP? So I'll be honest with you. Uh, if it was one of the young quarterbacks playing, I would have went with Elijah Moore as the MVP. I really like that he seems to be trending in the right direction. But I'm going to go with the veteran-to-veteran connection, and uh, I'll go with Crowder as my MVP for seven catches, 90 yards, and why? Well, you know what? If we're going to live, we're going to live. Two touchdowns. Seven catches, 90 yards, two touchdowns. Okay. The third touchdown will go to Elijah Moore. All right. All right, so let's go. My best case scenario is gonna is gonna encompass the um, the bookies because I, I just can't go with a best case scenario of the Jets winning and crushing them like you have them by two touchdowns. I can't do it. So my best case scenario is that the bookies are begging you to bet Miami because it looks too good to be true, and and the guys who haven't been gambling long or you know will not fight the instinct are gonna be like, oh my god, the Jets are terrible. I'm gonna lay the points three and a half is a gift, and they're gonna freaking wonder why the Jets win. So my best case scenario is that the bookies are trying to trap people. The Jets show up, which they which also it doesn't even have to be a bookie situation. The Jets always look freaking horrendous and then show up when you don't expect it and you're expecting them to get killed and they show up. So my best case scenario is the Jets squeak out a close one and um you know, and they and they they win. You know, like I I think a relatively medium scoring game. I'm not going to say high. I'm not going to be in the 30s, but I don't think it's going to be 13 10 either. I think the Jets, in the best case, pull out like a uh, a 23 to 20 victory. All right, that's the best case scenario, and I think that is based on the on the bookies. My worst case scenario is that is 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 probably my more realistic one, which is that the Jets should get killed. I mean, I know Miami hasn't been what they were the last couple of years, but they have looked very good the last two games and they, they, they thoroughly beat a good Ravens team last week. So um, I think the worst case could be the Jets defense still doesn't get it together. They, they are still, you know, we're still wondering, you know, how they, these freaking guys are in the NFL and the Jets get, get hammered again. Um, I have to think, that Flacco is a little bit better than Wilson and White in their worst games. So I think a game like that, you know, worst case scenario, I'm thinking, you know, the Jets get killed, let's say uh, 34 to, to 16. 34 16 Dolphins is my worst case scenario. Um, I am going to say the best, the, the realistic case is I'm going to go back to the bookies again. I think realistically, the Jets are probably not going to get killed. Uh, at home against against a team that is not that great. I think they probably lose a close one. Uh, I don't know if they lose it late. I don't know if they have a lead and hang on uh, till the end and then lose. Uh, whatever the case is going to be, I think realistically 
the bookies usually do not trap you in something that is that is that obvious unless there is something to it. So I think the Jets probably lose a close one. They lose by a field goal, whatever it may be, whether it's a field goal the whole way or it's a late one, whatever the case may be. The Jets lose a, a, a tight one um, and and hang in there, and they lose uh, 20 hmm, – let's go with a weird score, 25-22. Dolphins. Okay. I just, yeah, I, feel, I feel like weird scores. I mean, it, we don't see them a lot, but it, certainly we don't predict them. Everybody goes with the sevens and the fours and the threes. I'm going to go with the 25 22 Dolphins on some weird. No, you know what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to. No, they have to cover. Never mind. The, the, the Jets lost both games against Buffalo a few years ago, 22 17, and then they lost another game a few months, uh, a couple of years ago, 22 17. That seems to be their weird score. I was going to go with that, but they can't cover the three and a half if they go with that. So I'll have to go with that a little later in the year. So 25-22 Dolphins is my real. I think Flacco has a middling game. I don't think he has a great one. I don't think he has a bad one. Uh, I think he's just going to be you know, a, a decent game manager. I'll give him 20 for 34 with uh, 242 yards. Sounds like a good one. 242. I'll give him a touchdown, and I'll give him one INT. So that's my okay. Flacco. I have no idea who I'm going to – what's that? No, I, uh, I'm, that? I'm just loving you. I'm loving the breakdown. Oh. Okay. And uh, MVP of the game. I got to see who is going to be getting the ball the most. Flacco is a vet. He's going to probably look for vets. So let's say that chump stain Corey Davis gets back on track a little bit with Flacco back there. Um and I'm going to give Corey Davis. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go to the well one more time for Corey Davis. And and if he disappoints me this time or fumbles again or starts dropping passes, then he's dead to me. But I'm going to go Corey Davis. I'm going to say Corey Davis is going to have a fairly big game. He's going to have uh, six catches, 101 yards, and he's going to catch Flacco's TD. Um, I don't know how many drop passes I'm going to give him, but I'm going to I'm going to pretend he's not going to have any. And that's that. So. The uh, it seems we're both somewhat on the same page as the Jets hang in this game. Um, and I probably would not have gone with that prediction if not for the for the point spread. I'll be honest. I just I, I just can't see the Jets hanging with anybody right now. But you know they they have hung in some some games against teams that are very good. So you just never know. Any given Sunday definitely applies to the Jets. Although most Sundays get pretty good in the future. But whatever the case may be, anything else you want to touch on, my friend? No, just looking forward to the game and let's see what they give us this Sunday. Yes, let's see. All right, I'll talk to you on Sunday then. Be good. Enjoy the game. Later.